I am talking to you today from my back garden and I am what I would describe as proper grumpy. I'm stood in spitting rain hoping that the freshness of it will just wash away some of my wretchedness. I'm grumpy because I'm not achieving as much today as I thought I would. I woke up full of ambition, excitement, inspiration, and as the time ticked by and I wasn't ticking things off my list, a compression in my chest began. Why? I come back to this feeling so often in my life and I thought I would just share it with you today because I'm hoping <laughs> that I'm not the only one. It's raining quite hard now, I don't know if you can hear it. Growing up, I moved between cultures and different sets of expectations. I moved between my family who didn't particularly expect academic success from me, never pressured me at all in that direction, weren't particularly goal-oriented in my framework. They didn't expect me or give me huge long lists. And actually, even as I say that, that's rubbish. It's funny as we start to tell our story to ourselves that it kind of unravels on us. The narratives we hold about lack of pressure... The narrative I hold about lack of pressure unfurls. It wasn't pressure, but it was to-do lists. I grew up homeschooled. We had lists of reading. We measured progress. And all of that task orientation became very interlinked with my family home life. I'm supposed to achieve at home. There was no separation, actually, between home and school for many years. And I'm beginning to see the connections, even as I'm talking to you, about how that links up now. I work from home. I achieve at home. And if I am not achieving, what am I? Between worlds, between cultures... There was no standard measurement of okayness, no standard of acceptability, no way of measuring if I was getting anything right. So lists became my friend. Lists were my way into that. And dang it, I'm doing it now. I have been settled now for about six years. And I don't need to do anything except live by my own measure now. I'm not moving between external worlds and expectations anymore, but I've internalized this one measure of okayness. And as I stand here in the rain, I'm going to let it go. I say that with a huge amount of optimism. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to let it go. Slowly, probably. Slowly and gently and with a heck load of compassion. 
And as I say that, the compression in my chest goes, relieves, I can breathe more easily. What does this mean for you? Can you see the measurements of okayness carrying through from your early years, your early experiences, your early chapters into where you are now? And do they fit? Are they relevant anymore? I often think that a helpful metaphor for the way that we live in between different worlds is a sense of growing up in leg country, you know, where people focus on leg exercises. They're all marathon runners. Leg strength is what it's all about. And then we move to arm country and we arrive with these hulking great strong legs. And yet we're weak because arms are what matter here. Everybody's doing press-ups and chest lifts or whatever they're called. Our competence hasn't transferred. Our measurements of achievements have not transferred and now we are less than. Except nothing's changed. We're still us. But everything's changed because we're not holding the same place in this world as we did before. We have failed on a different measure of success. We have to learn all over again. And what can often feel like necessary adaptation can sometimes also feel like betrayal. Are we letting the leg country people down by putting all of our energy into the arm work? Do our muscles shrivel slightly? Can we even maintain both? Is it possible to become both leg and arm people? And how exhausting is that process? A bit of both, perhaps. I wish there was a magic pill that we could all... Actually, no, I don't. Magic pills are boring. I don't wish for a magic pill at all. I wish for more compassion, understanding. I want to be able to let go of my to-do list measurement, my task orientation, without losing it completely. It's a very useful skill. I don't want to lose it. I want it to not run me. I want it to not tell me how good a person I am. I want to be in charge. I want it to serve me as a coping strategy, not a measure of my identity. Then I can't fail. I can just pick up and put down different skills, different frameworks, depending on what I need today. How good does that sound? Maybe today I could just lean into other facets of who I am, the part of me that just needs to stand in the rain and talk to you. To feel, I need to feel. To self-attune. 
to remember who I am in this broad world. So important that our coping strategies, our frameworks of measurement do not get to run the show. In the same way, our identities are there to serve us, to serve connection to other people, not to isolate, not to tell us who we can't be. What do you think? In some ways, it's all very well me spouting off like this, but if I'm honest, I can feel the compression return every two to three minutes. It's hard. This is hard work and the tension is internal. We live out all these different frameworks of measurement inside ourselves and the war is visceral, palpable. No wonder so many of us describe ourselves as fragmented. It's sometimes easier to live as distinct fragments than to try and hold all these pieces within ourselves where the magnetism pushes them away from one another, stretches us out too thin. And yet, the more I recognize the pain of my attempts to hold the pieces together, the more the compression eases. What paradox is that? That's compassion, isn't it? I'm paying attention to the pain, so the pain doesn't need to shout for attention. I care about myself when I am noticing the challenge of what I am trying to do, of the patterns I'm trying to break, of the freedom that I'm trying to step into. And as I'm talking to you, the wind is up. I've always loved the wind. It speaks of change, an unseen power. It connects me to the air around me. I feel it on my skin. I'm not in a void. I'm in a real tangible place, a real tangible world. And I want to connect to it. But the eye of me that wants to connect needs to be allowed, allowed to not feel shame about earning my place, but simply taking it, taking my place, whether I've ticked off my bally to-do list or not, whether I've earned my worth or not, to just stand in my back garden <laughs> and feel the grump 
the internal stress and strain of trying to measure up. How much time do you spend trying to measure up? And whose measures are you using? We can end up so dizzy, flitting between one measure and another. We can gain so many different competencies in the meantime. Leg and arm work, right? But ultimately, it's us doing the work. What's the us part? I'm going to put down my to-do list today and simply notice what I'm doing in the current moment. I'm going to notice that my current activity is an outpouring of who I am. One of the many facets of me. And I'm going to stop noticing all of the bits that I'm not doing in this current moment. I'll get to them, if they matter. But right now, it's enough to be. I'm not going to lose those other parts of me if they wait a while. So many of our coping strategies are fear-rooted. If I don't get everything done on my list, I'm not a good enough X, Y or Z. Mother, housekeeper, business owner, therapist, family member, friend. When identity can feel so performative, it's very easy to feel that our roles will disappear if they're not currently on stage. I think that's how my to-do list mentality works. If I'm not currently achieving in this particular area or that particular area, then I'm not being those people. And I want to be. Can I hold them all backstage? Can they exist out of sight and out of... Well, not out of mind. In mind. Out of sight. People talk about third culture kids as being invisible immigrants. Invisible because we blend so well, especially into our passport countries. We disappear. We adapt, we chameleon. But what if we don't disappear, at least not to ourselves? Our many actors, our many parts are just waiting in the wings. They'll be there for us when we need them. 
I don't have to play all the parts today. I am not a one-man band. I can still be all of me. You can still be all of you. Maybe to feel less scattered and fragmented, we just need to hold all the parts but give attention one at a time. Full attention. To lock eyes with that element of ourselves. Really connect before we move on to the next. If we're so mindful of the other parts, we can't connect to the one in front of us. Or perhaps it's more that if we're so worried about losing the other parts, we can't hold them all in our minds. Just some thoughts from me to you on my grump day. And now the sun's coming out. And I feel that internally too. Thanks for listening. Take care of you. Until next time. Bye.